0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Well, good evening, everybody, and I hope you're having a happy and safe New Year's celebration tonight. I'm Uncle Jim, and I'm flying solo tonight. And uh, I just decided with all the, um, I don't know what the word is, with all the conflicting reports going on and all the complaining on the Internet about Wonder Woman 1984, I thought it might be fun to share my opinion of the movie And talk a little bit about it. So I'll be with you live for the next hour here until 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. My phone number here is 646-668-2433. If you'd like to give me a call and tell me what you thought about Wonder Woman 1984, I would love to hear from you. Now, if you're like me, um, I'm a Marvel man. You know, when I ran down to the local comic book shop with my handful of change... I would pick up Iron Man, Fantastic Four, The Avengers, Hulk. Um, You know, those are the kind of books I read. Very, very rarely, if ever at all, did I buy a DC comic book. I may have picked up an issue or two of The Flash, maybe. Um, Of course, I watched Batman on television, what kid growing up in the 70s didn't. So I may have picked up an issue of Batman here and there, although I I don't remember specifically. Um, And, of course, Superman. uh, You know, I, I went to the movies to see the Superman movies with Christopher Reeve, who, by the way, I thought is the best Superman that we've had to date, just my opinion. So I may have picked up an occasional Superman book, but all across the board, I was a Marvel guy. DC just didn't really appeal to me. So I don't really know much about Wonder Woman except for what I learned from the Wonder Woman TV series in the in the 70s. And, of course, she was on the Super Friends cartoon on Saturday mornings. And that's the extent of my knowledge of Wonder Woman until the first movie uh, came out in uh, 2017. So let's talk a little bit about this because my opinion of this movie was influenced solely on what I know from the TV show and the cartoons and nothing else. Never read a comic book. Didn't see any of the, the animated movies or any of that stuff, just the comic, just the, the first movie and the TV series and the super friend. So I wanted to go back for those of you who don't know and talk a little bit about wonder woman, the TV series, which aired in 1975 It was originally known as the new original Wonder Woman, and it was an action superhero television series from DC Comics, of course, and it starred Linda Carter as Wonder Woman slash Diana Price and Lyle Wagner as Steve Trevor. Of course, he would be later played by Chris Pine in the movies and Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. It originally aired for three seasons from 1975 to 1979. The show's first season aired on ABC, and it set the 1940s World War II. So if you, if you saw the first movie, the first Wonder Woman movie took place during World War I, whereas Wonder Woman, the, the TV series in the 70s, took place during World War II. A little, little difference there. The second and third seasons aired on CBS were set in the 70s, with the title change to the new Adventures of Wonder Woman, And a complete change of the cast, other than Carter and Wagner. Wagner's character was changed to Steve Trevor Jr., the son of the original character. Uh, The series produced a total of 60 episodes. So the original Wonder Woman TV series had a time jump as well. jumped from World War II to 1970, whereas the current Wonder Woman starts in, in World War I. And jumps to 1984. So there's a little little correlation there. They both had time jumps. So there, there's a little little something in common. Uh, the pilot film for Wonder Woman aired on November 7th, 1975 and with a huge rating success for ABC. Uh, ABC quickly authorized the production of two more one-hour movie TV specials, which aired in April of 1976. These three productions were later considered part of the show's first season. The episode scored such strong ratings that ABC ordered an additional 11 episodes for the 1976-1977 TV season. So, you know, that's when I grew up watching Wonder Woman was on TV. Linda Carter, I think was was incredible, and I uh, just I grew up watching Wonder Woman and the Hulk Batman on television, that kind of stuff, being this kid of the 70s. Uh, one of the most memorable aspects of the show that was developed during the first season was a transformation sequence that changed Diana Prince into her superheroine, Alter Ego. The spinning transformation was later incorporated into the comics and into animated appearances such as the Justice League Unlimited. The series began at a time when violence on television was under intense scrutiny. As a result, Wonder Woman was less frequently seen punching or kicking people the way she did in the early episodes. She would usually be shown pushing and throwing enemies and using creativity to get them to somehow knock themselves out, such as jumping high into the air, causing them to collide with each other. Despite the wartime setting, she almost never resorted to deadly force. Wonder Woman's invisible plane appeared a couple of times in season two, and not at all in season three. The plane shape was updated <clears throat> with a change uh, in temporal setting, losing the rounded fuselage and modestly curved wings from the World War II era into more of a delta-shaped jet. Diana also exhibited underpowers, particularly in the episode The Deadly Dolphin, in which she's shown communicating telepathically with animals, reminiscent of the mental radio from the comics, which was never shown on the series. She was also known to use her um, her crown as a boomerang. So there's another similarity between the current movie and the TV show. She is one of the few female members of both the Justice League and is the founding member of the Justice League of America and the Super Friends. So that's just a little background on Wonder Woman. And... I wanted to take a minute for for those of you who remember, and I just wanted to play for you. That's gonna you're gonna have to kind of go with me on this one. This is how Wonder Woman transformed on the TV series. She would spin around. There'd be a lightning bolt, boom. She would be Wonder Woman, and uh, just a little flashback for you guys. Maybe there we go. So you guys remember that when she would when she would spin around and turn into Wonder Woman? That's pretty cool. So Wonder Woman has certain abilities that we see through through the DCU movies. And I just want to take a minute to talk about them because a lot of people were turned off because they thought Wonder Woman was. uh, Too powerful. So I just wanted to take a minute here to talk about some of her abilities. So we saw super strength and speed. Uh, Diane is more powerful than any of the rest of the Amazons, a fact she discovers when she must scale the wall of the Amazon stronghold to steal the iconic costume and tools she will use in battle. We see her lift tanks, bring entire buildings down with a punch, kick and toss soldiers around rooms, and in one epic sequence, cut down so many enemy combatants so fast, barely seeing her coming. We also know that she has super stamina and durability and rapid healing. It's not 100% clear just how indestructible or not Wonder Woman is. However, it is made clear that she can fight for a long time without tiring and take big hits without injury. And then if injured, she heals very rapidly, kind of like Wolverine. She has energy projection and manipulation. When we see Diana training with her aunt, General Anatole, Diana manifests a sort of glowing energy burst on instinct while defending herself from attack. Diana learns to master that energy more and more. By the end fight with Ares, she's tapping into her own massive energy as well as redirecting the energy being shot at her in crackling bolts of lightning, as we all saw in her Batman versus Superman battle sequence. It's not hard to infer that being Zeus's daughter, would give Diana access to a portion of the Thunder God's power. And that's something that people need to remember, that, you know, Thor has these abilities. And when he's, he's a god, the god of thunder. And so Diana being the DC version, you know, it's not a stretch to think that she would have similar abilities to Thor. And flight. We know that Diana can jump very high and far or dash forward at tremendous speed, almost hovering in the air. But the only hint of her having superhuman-style sustained flight like her comic book counterpart is when Wonder Woman ends things with a shot of Diana leaping out over the modern-day Paris, seemingly in full flight. Since Wonder Woman explores the arc of Diana just learning the full extent of her powers, it wouldn't be too surprising to learn that she developed full-flight capabilities over the course of time. So, you know, Wonder Woman is learning how to be Wonder Woman. She's in hiding most of the time. And, you know, if you in, in the movie, you know, she knocks out the cameras and she, she tells people to keep it secret. And she doesn't want people to know who she is and, and what she is. So she's, always, she's been hiding, actually, in the shadows. ...since Steve Trevor's death. Um, Wonder Woman 1984 was released on December 25th, 2020... ...in limited theaters and streaming on HBO Max. The running time is 2 hours and 31 minutes... ...and Rotten Tomato Critics scores at a 62... ...and audience score of 73. The movie opening pulled in $85.4 million... ...and set a pandemic box office record... So when compared to the original Wonder Woman movie that was released on June 2nd, 2017, had an opening weekend of 103 million with a running time of 2 hours and 21 minutes and Rotten Tomatoes critics scored it a 90 and the audience scored it an 82. So it's very it's doing very similar to the original Wonder Woman movie. It's about 10 percentage points lower by the audience scores. So the audience is very very similar feeling about this movie as they were about the original movie i think the important thing is the 85 million dollars during the pandemic that's incredible if you think about it because i know here in vermont there's no movie theaters open at all uh so i don't know how many movie theaters are open and playing this movie i think you know everybody that i know saw it on hbo max including myself so the fact that it it pulled in 85.4 million dollars with very 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 few theaters open is a, is a tremendous a tremendous feat to pull off now just because a movie pulls in that much money doesn't mean it's a good movie but it's it's a good judge to let you know how many people went to see it and just how popular um you know the movie was so and we talked a little bit about the original movie and we just heard Wonder Woman spinning but i just want to flash you guys back you guys remember the original opening for the for the original TV series starring Linda Carter? Well, guess what? I've got it here for you. Guys. The old Wonder Woman, there's just one more thing we got to mention. And this is a big spoiler alert if you haven't seen the movie. Uh, if you have, you need to watch it till the end because just like with the Marvel movies, there is a post credit scene. And the post credit scene has the original Wonder Woman, Linda Carter, show up in the movie. I can't remember the name of the character, but uh, she's the original Amazon warrior that took the armor and disappeared into humanity and was never seen again diana prince goes in search of her and never finds her but does find her armor and at the end of the movie we have this really awesome scene where linda carter shows up in the movie and i just happen to have that clip here for you guys
0: you have to let me thank you miss asteria wow
2: it's a beautiful name. It's from my culture. How did you do that? just a simple shift of weight it's practice. But I've been doing this a long time.
1: So one of the things that you can, can you get out of that scene is that Wonder Woman, that, that Astoria, it, it could be the original Wonder Woman and that she's been hanging out here all that time and maybe she'll show up in the next movie. That would be awesome if she did. I just thought it was a great wink and a nudge to have Linda Carter back. I think she embodies the Wonder Woman character. And to have her in this movie was just awesome. So I really, really love that. And my hat's off to them for including her in the movie. So that was awesome. So let's, let's dive into this movie. So this movie starts off with Wonder Woman as a kid. And she's training. And she's going to compete with all the other warriors in this triathlon type of a thing and she's doing pretty good and uh she she gets knocked off of her horse and then she takes a shortcut and of course her mother says she's disqualified and she doesn't understand why and that's in the opening of the movie now through the entire movie wonder woman uh it's it's inferred that she's very lonely there's several scenes where she's having dinner alone and the waiter comes over and says are you waiting for somebody? And she says no. And he takes the the other table setting and she's eating by herself. And she looks up at the sky and she sees a plane flying over. And of course, she's thinking about Steve Trevor, um, the Chris Pine character from the first Wonder Woman movie. And there's just, she has pictures of him and the watch that he gave her on her mantle from the first movie. And she's just been hanging out and, and dealing with her own thing. And... uh you know being alone, and I think that one of the big things in this movie is the fact that you know she's she's alone, but more than anything else, she wants to be with someone, in particular Steve Trevor. So when the wishing Stone is uncovered and she's holding it in her mind, she's wishing for Steve Trevor unaware that that wish is going to come true, which it does now. The one problem I had with the movie was the fact that the wishing stone can create nuclear missiles. It can create oil. It can create giant walls. It can create a herd of cows. It, 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 the wishing stone creates all kinds of of stuff out of thin air. Yet, for some reason, the stone could not bring back Steve Trevor, and it had to bring him back in somebody else's body. Now, that didn't bother me quite as much as some people were saying or bringing up the fact that um, uh, it was rape because um, Diana Prince took advantage of this guy and, and used his body. And, you know, she wasn't too concerned about where he was because Steve was there and Steve didn't seem to care about where he was either. Well, you know, I've watched this movie three times now in order to talk about it on the show. The first time I watched it, I didn't really care for it that much. I was, I was put off by it. Uh, I watched it a second time, uh, and the second time I enjoyed it much more. The third time, I really liked it. And so, you know, each time I watched it, I picked up things that I didn't pick up the first time around. It's a long movie, and there's a lot going on in it. So for people to get hung up on this one little thing, uh, it's just it didn't bother me. It wasn't, it wasn't a hang-up for me. There was, there was a couple of times, there was two or three times in the movie where Steve did make reference to this guy, you know, and what happened to him and that, you know, you know where did he go when he came into his body? Diana knows that, that she needs to send him back, but doesn't want to because she's happy for the first time in her life. She's willing to give up her power for Steve, but Steve does the right thing and tells her, you, you know, you can't, you have to let me go. And she does. And when she does, she gets her power back, and the other guy comes back into Steve's body. And then there's a scene later on in the movie where she meets him, and there's a little little funny, um, like, I don't know, flirting scene, I guess, between the two of them, uh, which is kind of cute, right before Linda Carter shows up in, as the original Wonder Woman. So, you know, some people are just getting so hung up on that to, you know, And I don't understand why they didn't just bring him back, okay? But they didn't. So whatever their reason was, I don't think it had anything to do with rape or any of this stuff. That's just not the message I got from that. What I got from that is that Diana was so lonely that she was blinded by love and she wanted nothing more than her own happiness that, that she saw Steve in this guy, even though it wasn't Steve. And she wanted Steve so bad that that she was willing to overlook everything just to have him. And for a little while she was very happy and she really did want to stay with him, but she realized she couldn't do that, that she had to give up her own happiness in order to save the world. She made the ultimate sacrifice, which a lot of superheroes do in a lot of movies. So that didn't bother me all that much. Now the superpowers, the first time I saw it, I was like, wait a minute. Her, her magic lasso, can she can swing through the through the sky like Spider-Man. Uh, she can grab lightning bolts with it. She can do all these things, she, and she can fly, turn the, a jet invisible, all these things. I'm like, that's just, you know, that's that's crazy because Wonder Woman couldn't do all that stuff. Well, you know, as I said, I went back and did some research on the original Wonder Woman and what she could do in the comic books and what she did in the first movie and Batman versus Superman. And I came to the realization that that some of the things that she did in this movie that I didn't like are actually things that she either did in the comic books, did on the original TV show, or expanded upon things that she did in the first Wonder Woman movie. So that didn't really bother me as much as it did the first time I saw the movie. Um, So let's talk about Cheetah a little bit here. So, first of all, I just love Kristen Wiig. I think she's great. I liked her in Ghostbusters. Yeah, I did. And I I really loved her in the movie Paul. So I think she does a great job in this movie uh, playing Barbara. And I think that the friendship that she strikes up with, um, with Diana is a genuine one. And I think that it's necessary for the movie because when they get to the end, Diana does, Diana saves her and doesn't leave her to die. And I just want to play for you guys the clip of the of the first time that we meet Barbara.
0: Hey,
2: Jake. Jake, hi. Can, can you?
0: Anyway,
2: hi. <laughs> I know. Walk much? The last of my. Good morning. Hi. Thank you. Diana Prince, cultural anthropology and archaeology. Barbara Minerva, geology, gemology, lithology, and part time cryptozoologist. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Kept busy in college. Sorry, it's the heels, you know. I'm stupid. I don't know why I was going to wear heels. Scientists don't wear heels. Sometimes we do. Right. Have a nice day. <laughs> those are cool. I like those. animal press. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to get lunch? I um I am not now, obviously. It's <laughs> morning, but later today or whenever, like around like lunchtime. I have a lot of work today. But maybe some other time? Well oh, yeah, they be later too. <laughs> uh, Diana, do you happen to know who a Barbara Minerva is? Oh hi Carol, hi. I'm me. I'm Barbara. Remember, you, you hired me? Started last week. Oh! Gemologist. Yes. <laughs> we had a couple. Yeah. Well, uh, the FBI are going to drop off some artifacts later this afternoon. The FBI? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> They're coming here? The mall heist yesterday. Apparently, they were using a jewelry store as a front. Yes. Front for what? A black market. Stolen jewels and art meant for private buyers, but we could use your help identifying one in particular. My help? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll help the FBI with whatever they need. I mean, yes? yes, I would. Um, I, would be, I would love to assist you. Wonderful. Nice to meet you. we met.
1: So Barbara is kind of a. Um, she's she's. She reminds me of of uh, Selena Kyle's Catwoman. If you saw the Batman movies, um, Catwoman. She's, she doesn't have any confidence. People ignore her. She feels like she's an outsider, and she's unwelcome. And, and in fact, in that particular scene, she drops her, her uh, briefcase, and her papers go all over the place. And the two guys, Jake, walks right by her, doesn't even give her a second look or offer to help her. They just ignore her. And she just feels that, that you know, nobody really notices her or cares about her. So, She's kind of like Diana in a way. She's very lonely. And she looks up to Diana as as a strong, confident woman. And she wants to be like her. So I think that the the introduction of this character and the way we learn about her and the way we we see her change through the movie is very well done. And, in fact, later on in the movie, uh, Diana does go out to lunch with Barbara. And this is the scene where they have lunch, and I happen to have that one for you guys, too.
0: Wow. You're so funny. Thank
2: you. Wow. I mean, no one's made me laugh like this in such a long time. It's true. I don't get out much socially, but you don't get out? Not no. Really. No. I'm sorry, I'm just surprised <laughs> because you just seem like the kind of person who's like always out. Like people are asking you to go out all the time and you live out and you're just out. <laughs> like you never get in. <laughs> you just seem like you'd be really popular. And I would know because I've never been popular. You haven't? You're so personable. So free. I mean, honestly, I gotta say that I I envy that. <laughs> what? You envy me? That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) People think I'm weird. They avoid me and talk behind my back and they don't think I can hear them. (laughs) like, guys, I can hear you. (laughs) Barbara, my
0: life hasn't been what you probably think it has. We all have our struggles.
2: Yeah, we do. Have you ever been in love? Uh, yeah. A long, long time ago. Mm. You? So many times. Yeah. All the time. Often. So what happened? Where'd you go, your guy? He, um, he died. But I still think sometimes that I see him up there in the sky. He was a pilot. Oh. He was all kinds of things, but he was great. Get it. Well, cheers to us um, Wishing us better luck again
1: <laughs> So Diana and Barbara Strike up a friendship And Barbara wants to be like Diana So uh, later on When they find the wishing stone She holds on to it and she says I wish I could be like Diana Now at this point in time she doesn't know about wonder woman or that diana is wonder woman so she not only does she get more confident and she gets more sexy but she starts getting stronger more agile because she's becoming more like wonder woman so the movie goes on and we see her change and one of the changes that happens to her is she's on her way back from lunch with diana and she brings some food and some money to a bum who's sleeping, a homeless person who's sleeping on a bench. Who obviously she knows because she calls him by name and he thanks her by name. So obviously she's she's been helping this guy out. She knows him. And she, she continues walking through the park. And this guy comes up and he's going to rape her. And out of nowhere, Diana shows up and throws him across the park and saves her. Well, later on in the movie, when she starts becoming stronger and faster and more confident... She's walking down the street, and the same guy comes up to her again to try to rape her in the park earlier in the movie. And this time, it's different. She beats the living bejesus out of this guy, throws him around like a rag doll, and I I believe she was actually going to kill him. And she was deriving pleasure from beating this person, this helpless person that, that, granted, he was a bad guy, but she was beating him senseless and laughing and smiling about it and getting revenge. She was, she was gaining, you know, strength from the revenge. It was making her happy. And the homeless guy that she helped in the beginning comes over to help the guy, and she tells the guy to mind her own, his own business and just walks away from him. So her humanity is starting to slip away and she's no longer the the same person she was when she went to lunch with diana she's definitely changing and part of her is being sucked away well we find out that the, the the wish stone grants your wish but takes away what you love the most and we're seeing this happen to barbara right in front of our eyes now i should also take some time to mention at this point there's another character By the name of Maxwell Lord Who's played by Pedro Pascal A.K.A. The Mandalorian And no he's not wearing his helmet In this movie And he's a con artist Who sells people stocks And fake oil rigs And things of that nature He gets his hands on the stone And he wishes that he was the stone So that he could grant people's wishes And that's where the movie begins Because everybody that he comes in contact with makes a wish, he grants their wish and takes their oil, takes their health, takes their land, takes their security forces, whatever they have that he wants, he takes it because that's the cost. But also costing him because he's dying. He needs more wishes to get more power to stay alive. So he's not doing well either. So we got him granting wishes, we got Barbara running around like a like a super power hungry crazed maniac. We have Diana in love with Steve, losing her powers. Now, there's a really great scene in the movie where Diana goes with Steve to find Maxwell Lord, and he drives by them in with, in with his armored brigade, and she jumps out of the car that she's driving in with Steve and just changes into Wonder Woman instantly, no spinning or anything. Just boom, she's Wonder Woman. But she's weaker because she's losing. The longer that she's with Steve, the weaker she gets. But even in, in her weakened state... This is one of the most spectacular scenes I've seen in the movie in a long time. I mean, this is a great scene. Trucks flipping over. She pulls an Indiana Jones and slides under one of the trucks. We got machine guns. She rips the steering wheel off of one of the trucks and says to the guy to brakes still work. Um, she swoops down out of the air with her lasso to save these two kids that are playing in the road. Um, it, it's a great scene. The, the special effects are phenomenal. The action is phenomenal. Um, Gal Gadot and... Um, Chris Pine just are great together. They play off each other so well, and it, it, it's the, it's one of the highlighted scenes for me in this in this movie is this particular scene. But she's getting weak, and Steve's Steve's noticing this because she's bleeding, she's tired, she's not as strong as she was, and she even loses control of her lasso. Point when Steve says, "Look, you've got to let me go. You have to do it." and she knows that she has to, but she doesn't want to. And if she's going to battle Maxwell Lord, she has to be at her, at her most. So she lets him go and does what has to be done. So she traces Maxwell Lord to this government installation where they can tap into everybody's TV simultaneously. And he tells everybody around the world to make a wish. And he's soaking up all their energy and all their wishes. And the more they wish for, the more society is crumbling around them and and crashing down and self-destructing itself. And the only way to stop it is to get people to renounce their wishes, taking the power away from him. Well, while all of this is going on, Barbara shows up. And she hangs out with Maxwell Lord, and Maxwell Lord grants her a free wish. And it's at this point in time when she decides she wants to be the apex predator. She wants to be able, she wants to be the strongest, the fastest, the best. And so Maxwell Lord grants her that wish, and she becomes the cheetah. Wonder Woman shows up, and she's wearing the armor that Linda Carter had. And battles Cheetah. Now, the battle with Cheetah, I don't think, is as good as the battle uh, sequence they had on the highway. Um, Cheetah looks good, though. We don't get to see Barbara transform into the Cheetah. She just shows up, and she is the Cheetah. And they have this fight, which is which is well choreographed. It's fun. But Diana isn't really fighting her. She's holding back. She's, she's, she's um, you know... She's not really battling her, and because uh, she doesn't want to hurt her, and she keeps telling her, "You have to renounce your wish, you have to renounce your wish, and she won't. So they have this battle, and there's all these electric wires around, and they fall into the water. Cheetah gets electrocuted, but Diana saves her life. so she she survives at the end of the movie. Diana gets into the the TV chamber. can't talk any sense in the Maxwell Lord. Uh, but she does manage to get her lasso around his ankle. The lasso of truth, she would not only tell the truth, but see the truth. And he gets to see the damage that's being caused and what's going on in the world. But more importantly, the damage is doing to his son. And he just can't bear to see this happen to his son. And he renounces his wish to be the stone. And all the wishes start coming back. And the world starts to go back to normal. And, you know, that's the end of the movie. Now, the movie is over two and a half hours long. And um, there's a lot in the movie that I didn't touch on. But basically, I enjoyed this movie. Uh, The first time I saw it, you know, I was maybe a seven, you know, 6.87. But I went back and watched it a second time. And I, I raised my score to maybe a seven, 7.3. And the third time I watched it, um, I raised my score to almost an eight. I really, really enjoyed it. I think that Gal Gadot does an excellent job as Wonder Woman. And I think it's wonderful that young girls have a superhero to look up to, somebody that they can emulate. I think that her, her motives are clean and pure uh, she doesn't lie. She doesn't steal. She doesn't cheat. She tries to do the right thing. And I think that she's a great role model for for our kids, for, for young girls. And so I think that's wonderful. I also think that the movie was a little bit long. I mean, two and a half hours, you know, they, they probably could have trimmed, you know, a little bit out of the movie. But, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, they had to get the point across of what the wishes would do and how they were granted, what happened to someone that got a wish versus what it did to Maxwell Lord. So I, I can get that. There were a lot of cute scenes in the movie with Steve Trevor living in 1984, like seeing an escalator. And um, that was cute. And trying to, trying to put on 80s clothes and parachute pants. it was cute. Um, and, of course, the invisible jet. We got to talk about that. So Wonder Woman, the invisible jet, does make an appearance in the movie. And we learn that Wonder Woman learned from her father that Zeus, who made the planet of the, the, I mean, not the planet, the island of the Amazons invisible so that no one could find it. And so she was practicing that spell. And she did it on a coffee cup, but she could never find it again. She made it invisible and didn't know where it went. So she tries to make the jet invisible that her and Steve are escaping in so that they can go find Maxwell Lord. And she does it. She makes the jet invisible. So that was a, a cute flashback to the original TV series with the invisible jet. I thought that was, that was a nice nod as well. Now she doesn't need the jet cause she can fly, but the fact that they put it in the movie, I thought was a really great nod to the original wonder woman where she did have an invisible jet. And also on the super friends she had an invisible jet as well so that was really that was really cool the movie's not perfect but it's fun and you know i think you know the message behind the movie basically is you know nothing is free you know be careful what you wish for because you might get it and you know what is the outcome what are the consequences of your wishes and i i really really like the movie and each time i watch it i catch something that i didn't before and again the the whole thing with steve being in someone else's body uh you know where did he go where was he while steve was in his body uh you know it's 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 immaterial to the movie it really doesn't have any bearing on the movie and you know i really don't dwell on that point yeah you know a lot of critics are hating it because of that and it's promoting rape and and whatnot but again i i don't see it like that at all so i'm not going to hold that against it so i'm going to give the movie you know an eight and i recommend it i think that if you watch the movie you you will enjoy it especially now with all this covid stuff going on it's great to have a nice big blockbuster movie with some great special effects some good action some fun and just relax and have a good time for two and a half hours and that's what this is it's a popcorn movie the movie theaters were all open right now you'd be at the movie theater having some popcorn and watching this movie and in the end in the end when all is said and done If you go to a movie and you sit down for two hours, two and a half hours, you have some popcorn, and you're whisked away from everything that's going on, from the COVID and the elections and everything else, and you can just sit there for a couple hours, have some popcorn, and enjoy yourself and get whisked away into another world, then the movie did its job. And Wonder Woman 1984 does exactly that. I think that a lot of people sitting home watching it on TV are more critical of a movie. And I've said this before on Trek Talking, when I go to see a movie, when I'm sitting at home when the movie theaters are open, I'm not going to go see a movie like The Piano or, you know, because I'm not into romantic, you know, comedies and things of that nature. So if I'm going to go see a movie, I'm going to pick a movie that I want to see. And I'm not going to go see a movie so that I can complain about how bad it is, okay? If I go to see a movie, I'm going to go see Star Trek. I'm going to go and see Spider-Man, The Avengers, Wonder Woman, Terminator. Okay? I decided to pay the, mo- the money to go to the movies, have some popcorn, and sit down and watch it. I've already decided that I want to see this movie and, and made the effort to go. Whereas, you know, somebody watching a movie on HBO Max, you're just sitting on your couch. There's no effort. You turn on your television. So you're, you're going to be a lot more critical of the movie watching it that way than if you actually physically have to go to the theater to see it. So I think that the fact that the majority of the people that have seen this movie have seen it on HBO Max and not at the movie theater, that really changes the way you see a movie. Um, so yes, I would have gone to the movie theater to see Wonder Woman 1984 if it was playing in the theaters. So this is a movie I would have gone to see anyways. So the fact that you know a lot of people are complaining about it, I you know it, people have a right to their opinions. everybody has one. but with all the negativity flying around out there, it's time for some positive. So that's why I decided to do this show and talk a little bit about Wonder Woman. And as I said, I've seen the movie three times. the first time I, I was all right, the second time I really liked it, the third time I really enjoyed it so. You know, I'm going to give this movie an eight, and I highly recommend that you give this movie a chance, too. And if you've seen it already, watch it again. We're on lockdown. We're on quarantine. We can't go anywhere. You have HBO. Watch it again. I think you'll see a lot in it, like I did, that you missed the first time you saw the movie. So now that I've babbled on long enough about the movie, there's one more thing that I want to say. Um, My daughter, Jamie awesome, and she's on the line with me right now. How you doing, Jamie?
3: Good. I just came on to share my thoughts before getting into the new year and finishing up birthday celebration.
1: Yeah. I just wanted to say to everybody that my daughter is awesome, and 26 years ago, today, my daughter was born, and when she was born, we had an ice storm. And my friend and I, Ken, were at the, the um, Bellevue Maternity Ward where Jamie was born. And it was New Year's Eve, and they told us we could not stay for New Year's. They made us leave. So Jamie spent New Year's with her mother at the hospital, and I had to go home with my friend Ken. Well, it was an ice storm. We ordered some Chinese food. They couldn't deliver it because of the ice, so we had nothing to eat. And all we had in the house was little Debbie treats. Because you know Karen was at the, we were at the hospital all day, uh, you know, waiting for Jamie to arrive, and all we had was little Debbie treats. So Ken and I sat back in our apartment, watching a ball drop, eating little Debbie treats, and that's how I spent New Year's um, when Jamie was born. And I just wanted to say Happy Birthday to Jamie. Uh, it's been 26 years of of learning and 26 years of wonderful experiences and watching her grow and learn and become the woman that she is, has been a total treasure and a joy in my life. And, uh, I wouldn't trade it in for anything. Happy birthday, Jamie.
3: Uh, thank you. And, uh, to all the Trek talking listeners, fans out there, thank you so much for supporting Trek talking throughout the years and, uh, live long and prosper. Hopefully 2021 will bring more awesome star Trek shows and sci-fi shows that we all know and love and, uh, Getting into Wonder Woman, I really did enjoy this. I I really liked seeing Wonder Woman do something different other than her same old fighting tactics and her superpower heroes. It was nice to see her throwing that lasso around like she was she was Wonder Woman meet Spider Man. That was really neat. I also enjoyed watching her reunite with her boyfriend. What was his name? Steve. I think her name his name was.
1: Correct me if yeah, I'm wrong. Yeah, you know it was. You know what was cool about this Jamie is we had Captain Kirk and the Mandalorian in the same movie together along with a Ghostbuster. Pretty cool, huh?
3: Yeah, and uh Kristen Bell did get a, did a great job. She knocked it out of the park playing uh Diana's evil villain, if you will. She she was great running around as as this lonely, introverted woman that turned out to be this evil outgoing freaking bad woman and in, in in the blink of an eye. She she was great. She turned into a cheetah. She was running around like crazy. And then and then I thought it was great watching Diana try to get her to basically, you know, turn good and I'm not gonna spoil it too much for you, but uh that part was great because it was nice to see her battling someone else that, that envies her and just watching the jealousy build up there, it just made the made you sit on the edge. You say, "Oh, come on! When is she gonna stop the the crap and just just be herself and be her own superhero while she's got the powers, you know?" And then uh, it, it it was just heart wrenching, and it was very, it was just that heartfelt moment when Steve showed back up, and she she was just oh. It, it, that was great. And then watching her with her traditional armor at the end, I enjoyed that part. And then something that it, I think a lot of people are taking for granted, we have never seen Wonder Woman's little airplane, I and she was, she was taking him up in the airplane. On. What did you think of that part, then?
1: Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. I thought that the invisible jet scene was fun. It was a good nod to the 1970s TV show that I grew up watching and i think they did it really well it was very well done and i like how they how they flew through the fireworks i thought that was a pretty cool effect as well
0: uh,
1: oh, so um so jamie um what would you what would you give this movie on a scale of 1 to 10
3: Oh, I I would give it, give it an eight out of ten. A lot of people and the critics had mixed reviews about this, saying that it was awful and horrible. It was too long. The plot was too short. They didn't like that Wonder Woman had superpowers because that's not Wonder Woman. It in, she 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 grew up in 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 the Amazon as a fighter. She's kind of like a, the Zena the Warrior Princess. But hey, look, if that, that's like saying that that Wonder Woman can trade powers with Captain America and get the shield, and she can give her lasso to Captain America, and they can switch powers for a day. I think that's kind of cool. Throw in some wishes in there, or throw in some more superpowers. I'm okay with it. That didn't bother me. So what? We have Cheetah Woman running around, and they're fighting throughout the time. It was like two cats in heat, but hey. Who cares? It was fun. It was very fun to watch. I would highly recommend watching it. But uh, if you're a little uh, rusty on Wonder Woman, you might want to do some research. And the great way to do that is watch the first Wonder Woman and then watch this movie. Uh, it's available in select theaters due to COVID. You can also swing on over to HBO and you might have to purchase it because they were they had it uh, available there. If not, if you haven't, if you're subscribed to HBO, you can watch it there. But uh, I would highly recommend watching it whatever way uh, suits you.
1: Yeah, we watched Wonder Woman uh, 84 three times. And we went back and watched the original Wonder Woman and then watched Wonder Woman 84 right after it. We did not watch Batman versus Superman again, though, which is where Wonder Woman Gal Gadot makes her first appearance as Wonder Woman. We didn't watch that one, but we did watch the first Wonder Woman again. And, of course, the second one. And they're talking already about making a third one, so that would be good. Um, but yeah, I agree with Jamie. The first time I saw it, like I said, I, I, was, you know, I was a little put off by it, but I did some research and, and uh, to find out exactly you know what Wonder woman does and did and can do. And, and again, you know, she's a daughter of Zeus, So you know, she's a demigod. So of course she can control lightning bolts and swing on lightning bolts and fly, you know, Thor does it in the, uh, Marvel movies. So why wouldn't she be able to as well? So, you know, the first time that bothered me, but not the more I've seen it, the more I've accepted it. And and it's
2: just, it's a
1: great character and it's a great movie. And I really think you should give it a chance and watch it. You'll definitely enjoy it. I know I did. I watched the second time I liked it even better. When I watched Wonder Woman, the first Wonder Woman, and then we watched this one the third time, the the two of the movies just go right together back to back wonderfully. So, yeah, I'm with Jamie. I'm going to give this movie an eight, and I I think you will enjoy it if you give it a chance. Don't listen to the critics. Be your own critic. Right, Jamie? Jamie?
3: Exactly, exactly. I mean, there was a few continuity errors in there in the cinematic world, but um, cinematography world, but I'm not going to get into it. It didn't bother me. It wasn't so horrible that I wasn't going to watch it just because Wonder Woman was going outside of her her normalities and all of her and all of her superpowers didn't match up don't let that get in the way it's 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 really a great movie i mean it's a little bit long it's over two and a half hour long if that bothers you then don't watch it but i would highly recommend just at least trying to watch it at least once it's it's worth it and i think it's worth going to the movie theater and spending whatever it costs if It's 12 bucks it's worth it so I would definitely check it out. And I don't know how much it is on HBO, but go ahead, buy it from them, watch it. It's great.
1: If there's a movie theater open where you are, we don't have any right, movie theaters here exactly. in the You so. might have to purchase it from <laughs> HBO on streaming services. Anyways, um, that, that's our Wonder Woman review. Uh, we gave you a little bit of history on the, where she came from, talked a little bit about that, a little bit about the new movie, played a couple of clips for you guys. Uh, I give it an 8. Jamie gives it an 8. We, we recommend it. Give it a chance. You know, don't listen to what the the people are saying and what they're complaining about. You have a mind of your own. Go and see the movie and make your own opinion of whether or not you like it. So with that, I'm Uncle Jim, and uh, Jamie's with me as well on her 26th birthday. We're going to go have some birthday cake and watch Cindy Lauper on the rock and roll um, Eve Ball I hope you guys all have a very safe and very happy new year. Uh, 2021 is right around the corner. It's closer than you think. Um, And let's all hope and pray that 2021 turns out to be a better year than 2020. And we can just leave 2020 in the rearview mirror and never look back again. Right, Jamie?
3: Exactly. This COVID nightmare will all be over very shortly. We just got to – Hang in there till this vaccine becomes available and we'll all be fine. Until then, live long and prosper and just keep on moving.
1: And happy birthday, Jamie, and everybody have a great night. Thanks for listening to us. I'll be back with Eric and Charles on Thursday, January 7th, to talk about the first, the, the first two episodes of the three-part season finale of Star Trek Discovery. You guys don't want to miss that. And I'll be back. Next Sunday would be Leslie Hoffman with another awesome episode of Stunt Trek so please stay safe have a happy new year hailing frequencies are closed Good night everybody <laughs>